Pandora Papers is the biggest cross-border collaboration of journalists in history. It is an investigation into a vast amount of previously hidden offshore companies, exposing secrets, assets, covert deals and hidden fortunes of the super-rich. Among them, more than 130 billionaires and the powerful, including more than 30 world leaders and hundreds of former and serving public officials across the world. Hello, my name is Lilian Ogazi, and this is The Bearing coming to you from Daily Trust. In this episode, we're looking at the Pandora Papers saga. Nigerian names are not missing from the 35 current and former leaders and more than 300 public officials that have featured in the files from offshore companies. Some of the top Nigerian elites, the Pandora Papers listed are Peter Obi, ex-governor of Anambra State, Abubakar Bagudu, governor of Kebi State, Stella Odua, former minister and servant senator, Mohamed Belokoko, NPA acting chief, and Boyega Oyetola, governor of Oshun State. Others include a former chief of justice of Nigeria, a pastor, and some high-profile Nigerians who have been indicted in the money laundering case. Today, we're going to be talking about the former governor of Anambra State, Peter Obi, and the present governor of Kebi State, Abubakar Atiku Bagudu. First, Peter Obi. What exactly is he being accused of in the Pandora Papers? Taiwo Adebayo Hassan, an investigative journalist from Premium Times, who was part of the investigation, has this to say. Now, in our report, we raised three issues regarding um, Mr. Peter Obi. One, Nigeria's constitution says that upon assuming public office, you have to stop managing or directing a company, a private company, whether home or abroad. That's the position of Nigeria's uh, law. You know, Dr. Peter Obey continued to manage his next international UK limited after 14 months of becoming a company. That's breach of the country's law. One. Two, he was operating foreign accounts as a governor, as a public officer. That's a breach of the country's law. Three, as a governor, he incorporated private holdings, which he did not declare. That's a breach of the law. So those are the three things we can say. But in his response, you know, he tried to switch the lane. He tried to mislead the public. He was facing the issues. We didn't raise our story. That nobody accused him of corruption and all that. We didn't say he stole money because we didn't have any evidence. For that, and we don't do conjecture, so we say you have broken Nigeria's law. That was Taiwo Hassan, an investigative journalist from Premium Times who was part of the investigation. When Peter Obi was interviewed by Arise TV on the issue of concealing a number of offshore businesses, he denied the revelations in his secret business dealings overseas, illegal purchase of properties, and money laundering while he was in office. Let's listen to him. Number one is that. I'm not guilty. Gosh. Trust company is a legitimate vehicle used everywhere globally for investment, savings, and estate planning purposes. It's allowed by law everywhere. In my particular case and that of my family, it was done on very valuable advice of our then bankers, Lois TSB. This is what they did to all their international clients who operated at the time I lived in the UK. They will help you 
to see that the firm led a trust company offshore, and that's what we did. This company was never used to buy to launder money before, during, and after till date. So it wasn't used any time there was an office for anything. Two, it was never used to buy property before I went into office, during the time I was in office, and after the time I was in office. It was strictly trust company that savings and family planning that was strictly used to support our borrowings, which we even invested in this country. And the fact, I wish, uh, I don't think I would even be ever had that type of money. But let me tell you, you know when people bind the money, we we'll talk about money and size of money here. It's because we're not a productive country. People don't work for their money. So we find it difficult to understand value of money. And I'll take time to explain this to you. Globally today, the world population is 7 billion 750 million. Out of which, only 37.5 million is worth $1 million. That is 0.05%. Only 3 million, which is 0.04%, is worth 10 million and only 300,000 is worth 25 million dollars which is 0.004%. So when people call these figures it's alarming because of the fact that we we live in a country where people make money they don't need and everything. If you go anywhere near this company being mentioned is that counts everything globally and find more than about 3%, 3% of the value you mentioned now, 3%, I'm talking about $15 million, out of which 70% is being is supporting a loan of investment in this country, then confiscate everything, even confiscate everything I have in my life. If you go to this, you know what half a billion dollars is? To have a billion dollars today in Nigeria is almost 300, 300 billion naira. My entire earning while I was governor, Anambra State received was under 500 billion, out of which I say 15%, 75 billion. That is you're talking about. It's, it's, I don't know where, where people call figures here. And that's why people try to make money they don't need. What do you need that type of money for? Why do you have to do that? The money, the trust company is there. And one of the challenges I'm going to throw today is to ask you and some other people to select one, two, three, four persons that I will foot their bill to follow the trail of this company to where it is today and see the formation, the ad, who gave the advice, how we came to it and everything. Please, there's nothing. You wouldn't even find 5% of that, or what the figure you called, anywhere. If I have $500 million, well, I, will, I don't know what I'll be doing. You would have seen me building, you know how many schools and institutions I support? I've been building universities all over the place. That was Peter Obi, the former governor of Anambra State, speaking on the revelations of the Pandora Papers. The Pandora Papers had said the present governor of Kebi State, Abubakar Atiku Bagudu, was alleged to have used funny companies to siphon and move funds allegedly stolen by Abacha, according to the reports. We tried reaching out to him and his aides to hear their own part of the story, but all attempts to prove abortive has refused to speak to us. But his lawyer, Nicola Bolton of PCB Brine, was reported to have said all monies held by the Blue Trust are lawfully held, citing a 2003 settlement between Mr. Bagudu and the Nigerian government under the then-present Olushegu Obasanjo. What is the Blue Trust? Taiwo Adebayo Hassan, one of the investigators of the Pandora Papers, also explains to us further on this. 
Yeah, uh, that doesn't remove uh, the validity of our report. Our report, concisely in some on Bagudu, is about how it was able to amass billions, you know, how it was able to make so much money from um, the plunder of Nigeria under Abacha and its effort, its shenanigans, you know, to hide the money. That's all about it. That's what we have done. And in any case, despite the two and three agreement they have, hundreds of millions of dollars have also been returned to Nigeria. He's trying to ensure that a uh, last tranche, you know, starts in London through his good trust, you know, is not uh, officer and then consequently returns to Nigeria. That is an uh, ongoing uh, legal personnel with the Department of Justice of the United States. So I told it basically that this person who is now a governor of Nigeria helped Abacha to plunder Nigeria. Then he was going from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, stashing the money, you know, talking the money away. That was Taiwo Adebayo Hassan. Is the government handling this as it should? What should Nigerians expect from the government seeing this administration's major campaign promise is to fight corruption? Awal Ibrahim Musa Rafsajani, the executive director of SISLAC and the head of Defense Transparency International Nigeria, speaks on this. Well, this is part of the concern that we have when government says that they are fighting corruption because we expected that government should, as a matter of urgency, uh, respond to the general public to express their concern and worry and the disappointment uh, towards the public funds are being siphoned, uh, being stolen and take some concrete action towards preventing and even recovering money that is supposed to be for the development of the country. Some of the money are stolen as a result of illicit financial flow and money laundering. Some of the money are taken to avoid paying tax to the nation. So if you don't collect fair tax from the companies and individual, how do you then be able to generate resources for the development? So that's why we are wondering what government is really doing. And at the same time, government is rushing to go and borrow money, you know, to plunge the country into further debt crisis. Whereas there are a lot of money internally that could be taken to finance development and um, whatever appropriation that government needs. Thirdly, while other countries are taking measures to even punish their citizens, uh, because this is the third report, there was um, Panama paper, there was Paradise paper, and this Pandora, and other countries that their national were involved, they have dealt with them, they have punished them, and also took measures to block leakages. We are surprised that you know three reports so far, no effort so far have been put by the Nigerian government with regard to recovering or, you know, at least taking action against those who are sabotaging the country. Okay, we know that Nigeria in general now, we have an attitude of sweeping such things under the carpet. What we see mainly is silence all through and then swept under the carpet. Now, for a government that has preached to constantly fight against corruption, and with these Panama Papers coming up, we've seen clear cases of corrupt practices, alleged tax evasion, alleged money laundering, amongst others now. Would you say they are holding up to their word of the fight against corruption? In your thoughts? Obviously, the actors not even have a good understanding on what corruption is or how to fight corruption. Because if there is understanding on it, obviously there's no way this kind of mega scandal will happen, will not actually take you know, a quick action. Just put it side by side. When Transparency International and SISLAC say that Nigeria corruption is increasing, government come to dismiss it. But this is something that also come out from over 600 journalists, 
that have been drawn from over 117 countries to analyze this. I think government should just stop and dismissing, you know, Nigerians when they cry about official corruption because some of the people involved are official of the Nigerian government. Some of them are governors. Some of them have other positions or they have held other positions. So this is uh, uh, something that is very, you know, disturbing. We expected that those who did not even have immunity, uh, immediately their names appeared. They should have stepped down until after you know, thorough investigation. But there are some people within the executive arm of government that their names appeared. And nobody has even talked up saying that, look, since we are fighting corruption, let you step down until we investigated and we found the level of your corruption engagement or sabotaging the country financial system. Nobody has done that. And we expect that even those people to, on their own, you know, step aside, pending proper investigation by the Nigerian, you know, authority. But both the government and the people involved, nobody seemed to be interested because most of this, some of this money are actually money, dirty money that are going to be used for politics. Mm. So that is why there is this cover off of silence. There's no justification, no reason for government to keep quiet on this. All right, with what you just said now, do you think they have what it takes to actually fight this corruption? Do you think every system of this government, of the Nigerian government and this particular administration, because this administration really preached that they are coming to fight corruption and sweep corruption out? There's a difference between campaign slogan and the actual action and mechanism put in place to fight corruption in Nigeria. Mm. First and foremost, fighting corruption is not about talk. It's not a talk show. It is not about dismissal. It's not about blackmail. Fighting corruption, it means that you must have got other relevant, like-minded people at local government level, at state level, at national level. But what you see now is uh, totally been reduced to, in many instances, sloganeering. Because at the state and local government level, the fight against corruption has not reached that level. So if you are talking about Nigeria, then it means that if you say you want to fight corruption, you must actualize and operationalize national strategic action plan against corruption. What has remained in those being now? Secondly, because they, even within the executive arm of government, you could see that corruption scandal keep on happening every now and then. Likewise, too, within the arm of three arms of government, scandal are coming every now and then. So obviously, if you are to scientifically and honestly analyze the determination and the effort put in place to fight corruption, it is simply, we are simply not there. When you look at corruption in the procurement sector, which is one of the major areas of uh, corruption, nothing has changed. Some politicians, who have been accused of, you know, um, looting and stealing simply because they, they come to the ruling party, they are not being considered anymore as corrupt. In fact, their file case has been more of like disappeared because some of them have been given, you know, ministerial appointment when they have an existing court cases facing them facing trial of corruption. But because they have become to the party, this has not been, you know, um, continued. What is the way forward, especially in light with this Pandora Papers story that is out the in way, the country? The way forward is that um, if the president who say he wants his government to fight corruption, what we expect of the Mr. President is to bring the three reports, Panama paper, Pandora paper, Paradise paper, review it and carry out thorough investigation of the people involved 
and the amount of resources siphoned, whether through tax evasion, whether through outright money laundering. Secondly, we also expected TBN to tighten up its notes because Central Bank of Nigeria has a role to play in order to minimize or to stop illicit financial flow. Why do we need to go and borrow money when this kind of money are disappearing? Secondly, internally, a lot of reports from even Naiti had shown how companies are refusing to remit their obligation to the government. Nobody seemed to be doing anything to recover those monies. The remedial action plan has been put in place, but no political will to ensure that those things are taken. That was Awal Ibrahim Musa Rafsajani, the executive director of SISLAC and the head of Defense Transparency International Nigeria. You are listening to The Bearing. We will be going on a short break. Do stay. For the big trendy and impactful stories of the day treated inside out with in-depth analysis to give you insight into the issues that matter the issue of injustice needs to be addressed we are going into hell why are you sending your child why are you are you that poor are you that hungry oh we are not practicing any democracy in nigeria they don't deal with us well well trust us on nigeria daily a daily podcast from daily tracks to bring to you the news behind the news so listen in, log into our website at dailytrust.com or on bossprout.com. You can also listen in on Spotify and TuneIn Radio. Follow up on Instagram and Twitter at Daily Trust and on Facebook at Daily Trust. You're welcome back. This is The Bearing coming to you from Daily Trust Online. You can listen in or download these and other episodes on Buzzsprout, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio and Spotify by simply searching for The Bearing. In this episode, we're talking about the Pandora Papers saga. What is the legal implication of all of this? Here is Ataguba Oje, a legal practitioner. First of all, it's a sign that people are taking their assets out of the country and finding tax havens to save themselves from paying tax to the countries where they have made their money. But two issues are arising from the revolution of that document. Are we talking about uh, tax evasion or tax avoidance? Under the law, tax evasion itself is an offense, right? But tax avoidance can well be a business strategy, even though it may be looked upon as morally reprehensible. It does not necessarily become an offense. Now, the revelations particularly for Peter B, you you will discover that uh, certain issues have arisen. One, that he was operating a foreign account while he was a public officer. That in itself is a violation of, of the law, right? So, uh, if you go further with him, you will discover that even though he has tried strenuously to defend himself in that regard, for me, I, I do feel that there's something to be looked into there. So, PSC uh, and other agencies do have the jurisdiction to, to investigate. For now, these things are allegations because the document itself is not proof of anything, but it, it needs to be looked further into. So some other persons who are not public officers, who did not hold any position at all in the government, they have no obligation whatsoever to comply with uh, the uh, asset declaration uh, provisions of our laws. And uh, they, there's no law that prohibits a private citizen from, you know, 
having a foreign account. So if they are private students and they have taken, as it were, exploited the loophole in our laws to avoid paying uh, a heavy tax, uh, that's it's a business strategy. Uh, I don't think they have committed any offense in that regard. But now he has come out to say that not declaring those particular assets is not against the law as a public office holder when he was in office. Is that well, true? If that is uh, clearly not true, the obligation to declare assets for a public officer is a continuing obligation. So what that means is, if at the time you were making your first declaration of your assets mm. under the law, you did not own a, a specific property, but during the life of your tenure, as it were, you now became the owner of a certain property, you must continue to declare whatever new property or assets you have acquired. So if he's saying that uh, when he did his first declaration, he did not own those assets, but while, while he was continuing in his tenure, he, he now became owners of new properties. He had an obligation under the law to declare those new properties under the law. So it's a clear violation if he did not declare subsequent uh, properties that he, he, he now became uh, owners of. He's under obligation to declare all properties that he owns. Not just properties that he owns, but even extending to the, his children who are under 18 and are unmarried. Now, what does this have to say for the Nigerian legal system? Because groups have come up to call that these people should be tried, these people should be petitioned, these people should be looked into, and the government has been silenced. Now, one expect that illegal action should be carried out. The disclosures arising from the Pandora uh, documents, they are credible in my view, and uh, security agencies should jump on them and begin to investigate this person because these allegations are weighty. Mm-hmm. Allegations of money laundering of several millions of dollars running to billions of naira being, I mean, siphoned from our shores to other countries. These are, these are, I mean, situations that EFCC and the likes of them should be investigated. But like all things in Nigeria, like you know, we have strong individuals and very weak institutions. And these strong individuals control these weak institutions such that even if you put the evidence under their nose, they still will not do anything about it. And until the government decides to charge or to investigate a crime, you as an individual, as a citizen, there's really nothing you can do about it because any crime committed within the shores of Nigeria is a crime against the state. And if those who are in control of the apparatus of power and of public uh, uh, power do not do anything or carry on the trust that the people have given to them to, to, you know, to run the government in accordance with the law, then you as a citizen, there's nothing you can do about it. Because even if you go to court, you do not have the jurisdiction as it were or the local standard to even institute an action to, for, for, for that to be done. And even if you do, you are going to be bogged down in court for several years. Finally, before we go now, let's quickly talk on tax evasion. Now, one of the major things that was pointed out for Peter Obi was tax evasion. We know Nigerians' attitude towards payment of tax. Now, what does the law say about tax evasion? And do you think he should be held accountable? Tax evasion is a, a willful and deliberate violation of the law in order to escape payment of tax, which is unquestionably imposed by law, right? So anyone who, who, who takes steps to avoid an imposition of law is violating the law and should be prosecuted without question, regardless of who the person is, because we are all equal under the law. So 
if Peter Obi has been shown to have invaded tax imposed by law, he should be prosecuted. And I will advocate that he should be prosecuted. The only thing which they can do is for the people to see the benefits of paying taxes. And the benefits can only be in creating infrastructure for businesses to thrive and for people to live well. Having electricity, good roads, hospital, healthcare. These are the things, security. If these things are all missing, how can you ask the man on the street to pay tax? Paying taxes is a collective obligation imposed on citizens. And whoever is avoiding it or fashioning out the means to avoid it is breaching the law, right? So I'll order Nigerians to comply with the law to make Nigeria a better place. That was Barrister Ataguba Oje, a legal practitioner. With that, we come to the end of this episode of The Bearing. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to the producer, Belkisu Ahmed, and everyone that contributed to make this program successful. The Bearing is a Daily Trust production, and you can download this and other episodes on dailytrust.com and on bossprouts.com. You can also listen in on Spotify and TuneIn Radio. Remember that it is open for sponsorship and advert placement. If you intend to sponsor an episode of The Bearing, do contact us via WhatsApp on 0913-893-3390. If you have questions or comments or suggestions of topics you would like us to talk about, let us know on our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram at daily underscore trust and on Facebook at daily trust. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 0913-893-3390. I am Lilian Ogazi. Thank you for listening and bye for now.